0: Welcome to Tree Dog Tuesday, only on the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tree Dog Tuesday once again. We got a really good show lined up for you today. Uh, We are going to talk. A little bit of dog food. We are also going to talk with two-time national champion now, Mr. Steve Yant. We are going to talk about his fantastic weekend uh, at PKC Nationals, where he was able to bring home yet another title. Uh, Congratulations to him and Eric Henry. Uh, Great job. Great star-studded final cast, too. Uh, Some good houndsmen there in the top 12. Me and Steve are going to talk about that. Uh, Yeah, going to be a great show. Going to be a good time. It is Tree Dog Tuesday, so let's get it rolling. Hey, I can brag on Joy Dog food all day long, but let's hear from someone new for a change. William Newby, Pro Trainer, why do you feed Joy Dog food?
1: The first off reason is I have seen the biggest difference in the dog food with the dogs, with the performance of the dogs, the hair coat, how they act as far as just stamina wise. The second reason why I feed Joy is because I absolutely love the company. It's a family-based, U.S. mate. and anyone that stands behind working dogs like that company does, and they're taking care of the community, small town communities, I just can't see any other reason besides the dogs and the dog feed why you wouldn't want to go with a company that is wanting to give back to your hometown in the u.s
0: there you have it folks if you want to feed joy dog food to get your dogs fueled by joy like myself and many others go to joydogfood.com we have a fantastic website all the info is there go check it out Welcome to TDT, ladies and gentlemen. Another fun-filled show for you, like I said earlier. Uh, But yeah, it's been a wild week with PKC Nationals. Uh, We've got some fantastic stuff coming up. Uh, The Trader Inc. Youth Challenge is this weekend. Uh, Look that up. Look at Chris Freiberger's uh, Facebook. There's a lot of info there. Uh, He does a fantastic job as the youth director, and uh, he's always really engaged. Uh, Joy will be there with the live coverage. Uh, It's going to be exciting because, you know, it's a, I don't know, I think this is our seventh, eighth year of doing the uh, Trader Inc. And first of all, we got to give a lot of credit to Finley here. I don't know if he's trying to uh, redeem himself for past discretions or what, but he does such a good job putting this on. Um, Everything's out of Jed's pocket. Uh, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Jed pays for everything. Uh, the food, the entries, uh, whatever. You name it. Uh, it's $2,500 added. Uh, that comes out of Jed's pocket. Uh, when we first started doing this, we had this up at the uh, Troy Club uh, in Troy, Iowa. And turnouts have always been great. Uh, we've moved it down to Forest Hill, Missouri, where, where Freiburger is a little closer And uh, just for the simple fact, not that Troy didn't do a great job, they did. But we wanted it to be a little more centrally located. Uh, Still have all the wonderful events that we have. The water race, the bench show, and my personal favorite, the fishing contest. Uh, These kids get rowdy (laughs) at the fishing contest. Uh, Last year, uh, we had the kids there. Lexi caught like a six-pound channel cat on a Snoopy pole with a hot dog for bait and uh a little bit it was it looked like we were fighting a marlin out there we had all kinds of help megan perez was over there getting video and danny was jumping in the water and trying to get the fish wrangled it was about a 10 minute fight it was fun uh jace won the overall because that's all the kid wants to do in the summer is fish and kuna which is good uh all the kids had a great time uh the fishing tournament's going to be live broadcasted on the joy facebook page this year as well as everything else we're going to do a lot of coverage of that event but Yeah, credit to Jed for doing such a wonderful youth event and uh, paying all that stuff out of his own pocket. It's really cool. Uh, Go get on the PKC Youth Hunters Facebook page. You can check it out there. But that's going to be this weekend. That's going to be on par or on, uh, on the schedule. And on that note, the next week, and the next weekend, I guess, is the Louisiana State Youth Championship where Tim Atkins does a fantastic job down there at that event and all those folks that help him put that on. Uh, I'm going to be speaking down there. I will be also down there with some live coverage for Joy. Uh, Jace is going to make the trip with me. We're going to get to stay at camp and do all the cool stuff in Texas that I normally do. It'll be his first trip to camp. Uh, a little warmer down there this year than I want it to be, but or than when I normally visit. But uh, yeah, it, that was a great event last year too, so... That all leads up into Youth Nationals, uh, which is the second week of June. Um, Third weekend, I guess, would be the finals. But yeah, another great event. Uh, Freiberger does a fantastic job there. Steve Yant does a good job there getting the guides, judges. Jed comes down, does a lot of work there. Uh, Joy, of course, we're bringing dog food. We're bringing shirts, hats, all the stuff for the kids that we can muster. Uh, We want to support that as much as possible. And so it's kind of going to be a theme here. But also I wanted to touch on a, a few other things. Uh, I'm getting a lot of dog food questions now that the, the summer's coming. Um, you're, we're, dogs' metabolism's changed in the summer. Uh, I'm not a veterinarian, uh, but I know that my dogs eat about a third to two-thirds sometimes, depending on the dog, less. Uh, during the summertime, they're just not burning the calories. Even though I'm hunting, we've been hunting Brandy's wheels off. Uh, I took her, I put her on the back of the four-wheeler and really tried to wear her out last night. And uh, she was loose for five and a half hours. She covered, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 miles, something like that. Uh, treat a few coon. Didn't look great, looked good, but not great. Uh, but she still is only on a little over a cup of 2420 high energy right now. Uh, She's a real low metabolism dog, especially in the summer, and I can't stress enough how important it is to limit the dog's calories if they're not being hunted or if they're not burning as many calories uh, during the summertime. Of course, we want to (laughs) feed as many dogs and as much dog food as we can, but also you do not want to turn your dogs loose when it's 85, 90 degrees at night with any extra weight on them. Uh, it's very hard on the dog uh, to maintain uh, his body temperature. And when dogs get too hot, it is super dangerous. Some really, really good dogs have been lost to heat stroke, and we're just trying to prevent that. And so people ask me, what is my summer feeding routine? Uh, Most people know I put uh, most of my dogs on super meal uh, all winter long. Uh, Some of them stay on super meal all year. Uh, Angel is... She just turned eight months old uh, I'll keep her on super meal until she's really filled out and done growing uh, She'll be 13, 14 months old and then I will probably move her over to our high energy or twenty four twenty uh Hazel is an older dog uh, she's eight years old here in about another month uh, She's a low metabolism dog too. I will probably uh, she's been on twenty four twenty all winter uh, Brandy has been on twenty four twenty since we got her. Uh, I will probably switch her over to maintenance. Uh, Probably her and Brandy both because they're both such easy keepers. Uh, Maintenance allows me to give them a little more feed with the same amount of calories. Uh, Keeps her belly full, keeps them from being grouchy uh, in the pen, uh, and still doesn't let them pack on them extra dangerous pounds because these dogs are going to get hunted all summer long. Uh, If you are going to hunt in the summer, I also want to express how important it is to keep that dog in good shape. Uh, One of the questions that I get all the time are, oh man, my dog's getting hot. I think it's the dog food. My dog's getting hot. Well, it is kind of the dog food, uh, usually because you're feeding them too much of it. (laughs) Uh, Keep the dog in really good shape. Uh, That doesn't necessarily have to be hunted every night, but even just take it on a walk, a couple mile walk a night. You know, get that dog out every day. Let it adjust slowly to the heat in good shape. Don't put it up, you know, for a month. Uh, Let it get out of shape. Let it pack on a few extra pounds and then turn it loose at night one night when it's, you know, 90 degrees at dark. Uh, It's hard on the dog and it's dangerous. Uh, Some other little trips and ticks or trips and ticks. (laughs) One thing we were going to talk about on the tomorrow podcast is ticks. So I got that on my brain still. But uh, tips and tricks, uh, was what I was going for there. I carry plenty of water with me in the woods and I also carry a collapsible dog bowl. Most of my dogs will drink out of a bottle of water. Uh, but those little collapsible dog bowls with the carabiner on them that I can snap on my vest are, are really good. I like those. I can keep them in the buggy, keep them on the dog box, put them in my vest pocket, snap them to one of the clips on my vest, whatever, and carry enough water for you and your dog. Uh, that mid hunt hydration is important as far as temperature regulation. Uh, a lot of times we're hunting in the summer, it's dry. There's not a lot of water around. We may turn loose by water, but that don't mean the dogs get any, especially a dog that's really focused on tree and coons. They're not going to stop and get a drink even when they're thirsty. Uh, they're going to go, they're going to go get treed. Sometimes it takes a while to get to us. So what I like to do is while a tree's being scored, if I'm at a hunt, uh, I will take a minute just to water the dog. Uh pour it up, get your cup out, get your bottle out, pour it, let the dog get a drink, and uh, go on from there. So uh, that's one thing. Cut your feedback. Uh, As far as the uh, formulas go, the twenty-four twenty on a hard-hunting, high-metabolism dog in the summer is perfect. Um, The maintenance on a dog that's a little lower metabolism but still being hunted is still very sufficient and one of my favorite formulas. And something that I think is really underlooked as far as, you know, for hard-working dogs. The maintenance does a really good job, especially in the summertime. So uh, that's what I got for you. Uh, We're going to get into Mr. Steve Yant. We had a good conversation there. Uh, We talked youth nationals, and we talked big boy nationals, which Steve just won in a star-studded cast. So uh, yeah, it's Tree Dog Tuesday. Uh, Steve Yant's joining us. He's one of the legends in the sport. Um, Wins again is two-time national champ and we're gonna we're gonna get into how prestigious that event is and how difficult it is to win it. so uh, yeah, stay tuned for Mr. Steve. It's a great great conversation so enjoy.
1: They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That may or may not be true, but you can fuel them with joy when you feed them joy maintenance plus. formulated for the nutrition needs of older and obese dogs with top shelf 100% American ingredients. Our Maintenance Plus is formulated with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, glucosamine, chondroitin, zinc, and vitamin E to give your dog a shinier coat, healthier joints, and a stronger immune system. Fuel your dog with confidence when you are fueling them with joy, knowing that we have never had a single recall. Call 800-245-4125 or visit joydogfood.com to find a dealer near you.
0: Alright folks, it is tree dog Tuesday and my special guest this week is two time national champion, Mr. Steve Yant. Yant yeah, how's that sound when when they say two time?
1: Oh man, it's 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 been a blessing. Uh you know guy dreams his whole life of winning big hunts. Sometimes you're fortunate to dreams come true.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys. It didn't look like anything fortunate this week. Farmer looked like he uh done what he was supposed to. Dog looked good, apparently.
1: Yeah, he's a I don't know. He's a little dog that's just all business. Yeah, he's a he's not real flashy. Uh He doesn't he doesn't really oo and all you like some dogs do. But at the end of the night he's pretty hard to beat because he'll have them coons when he trees
0: how long you had your hands because i mean that's eric owns half of that dog i assume yes uh
1: i got him uh i guess it was two weeks before the spring super stakes eric's been working in the, and uh he couldn't get off and i was going to hunt a dog up there and it wasn't working out right and i had talked to eric and uh we worked out a deal, and I took him up there, and I've had him here at the house ever since.
0: Did has Eric? I know Eric won nationals. Did he win it once or twice?
1: He won it with Baybay. Bay. Yes, and
0: uh, then he won the World Hunt with Heels. Yes. So you got three national championships between you guys now. Of course, you won it with Trip, and I've always thought that nationals is probably the hardest event to win uh every dog's winner uh probably the most prestigious event i think that pkc puts on would you agree with that steve
1: yeah uh you know i told some people before uh the nationals doesn't pay as much as some of these hunts do nowadays but it's a hard hunt to win because like you said uh every dog there has won and uh You just If you look Friday night, we was talking about it Friday night up at the the Nationals. Uh, You look down the list of all the dogs hunting and all the handlers there. There wasn't nobody there that you wanted to draw on a regular basis.
0: No, no. And look at the finals. Talk about a star-studded finals with you and Strickland and Steven. I mean, did you think think that was going to be – because, I mean, there were some guys there that – which really, but when you look at the top 12, like you're saying, how could there not been a star-studded final? The top 12 were all studs, you know, it looked like to me.
1: Yeah, it uh, and like I said, then the final cast, uh, the other two guys, Steven and Strickland, you know, Steven's won the world hunt. He's won a lot of big hunts, and, you know, John won a lot, been on a roll here lately, winning about everything he goes to. Uh, it was it was definitely a tough one.
0: What was your what was your inclination going into that final cast? Was you feeling pretty good? Did you think he's going to be in a shootout? Did you think that one deep coon would win it? Uh, what, what were you looking at going into it?
1: Well, uh, it came rain up there Saturday, and it was I don't know, hot and steamy, and I knew we was going to a big bottom that night. And I really didn't figure we'd treat very many kings, just the way the conditions were. Yeah. So I was looking at just kinda trying, trying to keep my nose clean and maybe tree a king or two and come out of there with a win.
0: Is that little dog suited to that style? Yeah, he's
1: a he's a dog that's not gonna make a lot of mistakes. Uh, if you put him in kings, he's gonna tree two, three kings of cast. If you put him where it's tough at, he's going to tree that one coon and keep his nose clean.
0: Yeah. What what did he look like going into the finals? I mean, how would you get your cast wins going forward?
1: Uh, Friday night, the early round, uh, I drew B with Eddie Simmons and Chad Doolin with Fancy. And I can't remember the Blue Dog name, but anyhow, we treed – we treed five or six coons. He treated a couple of coons off by himself and was treed there at the end of the hunt. And wound up I didn't have to treat him. I don't know if he had a coon or not. Eddie got him for me. Yeah, He he was getting B was treed in there by him, and Eddie actually went and got him off the tree for me. And then the late round, I had Hobo with uh, Rickless and Duel Murphy with Crash and uh, Ashley Hopkins. And we we didn't do a whole lot. Farmer Tree to Coon, Crash Tree to Coon, and uh, Ashley's dog and Crash had made a circle tree. And then uh, Jeff had drew some minus right off the bat. And it just, mine was treed in there at the end of the hunt. And it was kind of confused. They didn't know if it was him or not. I did. They yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> it was West yeah, Ham- Was no. West Hamilton judging?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyhow, they, they thought it was hobo for a while, and I let them think that until after the six, where I didn't have to trim. Yeah. But he was treating there at the, end of the hunt. And I never did trim. I won that cast with the hundred and a quarter.
0: So I mean it sounds like he just like you said, mistake free, trouble free, and treat enough coons to win every round.
1: Yeah, that's I mean that's typically the kind of type of dog he is. Yeah. Uh if you get him in in thick coon, he can treat enough coons to win that. He's not a babbler, he's not a barker.
0: Right. I mean,
1: a lot of these guys, you know, I see these guys even get on Facebook or Pro Hound looking for a barker. I'm usually looking for a coon tree. Yeah.
0: A well, coon is going to beat any other dog, no matter how much it barks.
1: Yeah. I mean, night in, night out, if you got a dog that trees and has coons, you, you're you going to beat them night in, night out. They'll beat you some, but you'll beat them more, and they'll beat you.
0: Well, you look at the dogs you've been handling, Steve, and I don't ever remember you toting around something that barked a bunch. You know, you look at Weapon and— uh jock and trip and and now farmer and tank and all them dogs you know i wouldn't call any of them barkers have you ever really toted around dog that that loose barks a lot
1: uh not really you know and and i'll be honest with you uh if that's what i gotta have to win i probably won't win much because i like to pleasure hunt and i can't stand a dog barking all the time yeah they drive me insane
0: well, that just busts one of the myths that you have to have one that struck all the time to win because I can think of a bunch of them right offhand that don't say a lot on the ground that, that win plenty. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's That's just my pre- preference. Yeah. Some people, what about
1: some that? people think what about otherwise. That? But
0: what about that thing Strickland packs now? Does that thing bark a little?
1: Oh, man. She'll, she'll get struck when
0: we it that way. <laughs> they said she was a barker. I've not hunted with her. Apparently a pretty good coon dog, though.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure she trees plenty of coons. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, when did Eric get his hands on that dog? He got him back in the winter
1: sometime or another. Yeah. And me and him hunted two or three times this winter, and the dog looked good every time we went. And... uh
0: so he didn't—he yeah. didn't have to twist your arm too much about taking this dog to nationals, huh?
1: No, it didn't bother <laughs> me too much. Joking. Actually, Eric Eric had talked about he's got some stuff going on. And he wasn't getting to go to no huts. So he talked about selling the dog. Yeah, and I told two or three people about him. I guess they thought I was just trying to help Eric make some money because me and him's friends. But I'd say now they looking back on it, they might—they might be a bit. I was that's more serious,
0: about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What are you guys' plans for Farmer in the future? He's still a young dog, ain't he?
1: Yeah, he. I hunted him well. His spring stupid steaks was his three year old. Yeah. And uh, should have been in the final cast up there. Just had some stuff happen that just happens sometimes in a hunt. But uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna keep him hunting a few hunts. Jock don't do good in the summertime and. I kind of need something to hunt a few big hunts this summer, so we're going to mess with him and see what we can do in a few of them.
0: Well, that's good. I was happy for you and happy for Eric. Of course, another national championship win for both of you. You know, it's it's pretty impressive. But I wanna also want to switch gears and talk about youth nationals for a little bit, Steve. I know last year we talked about this on the podcast, me and Jed, and we need to sit down with me and you and Jed and either do a recap or a, or a pre-hunt deal if we can ever get together, you know. But... Youth Nationals is coming. Uh it's a fantastic event. This is gonna be our second year. And uh you done such a good job last year getting the guides, the spot, all that stuff. All the kids had a good time. You think uh look like we we're good to go this year in Paducah soon?
1: Oh yeah, I think uh I think man all we gotta do is get the kids there. Everything will be ready. Uh sometimes it's tough getting the kids to come to events especially when they have to rely on their parents to bring them and other other people to bring them. But it'll be a good hunt again. We just, like I said, we got to get the kids there.
0: Well, I think think the time of year and the location is a big factor. You know, the kids don't have school. Paducah is centrally located. It's a fantastic spot. We had great hunting last year. Yeah, it's going to be a little warm, but you know, these dogs are they're used to it i bet it's not as warm this year as it was last year it was scolding hot last year and we still had a really good turnout and a really good time i think we're gonna make that event bigger and bigger and to where it'll eventually overtake the youth world as far as numbers go
1: yeah i think so too uh it's kind of like one of them deals just you know we just gotta keep things going like we had them last year and I done got the same, you know, same everybody that helped me last year, and more people said they would help this year, so I just the next two, three weeks, I got to start getting, oh, like last year, we had all those lights there. I got to get a hold of everybody and all that stuff, and, I mean, I know you and Jed and Chris and everybody will do y'all's part. I just got to get everything tied up on my end, and I think we'll have another
0: great hunt. If anybody wants to donate to that of course they can get a hold of you they can get a hold of chris uh if anybody wants to come help judge help out serve food whatever we could always use extra help if there, if there's any is there anything in particular you think that we might need steve
1: uh no i mean last year uh man i don't know how many lights we had
0: it was a bunch i know jace brought home <laughs> enough to outfit his own hunting supply <laughs> i think <laughs> after we got done i know him and his sister both got bright green lasers that they're shining in my eyeballs all the time now
1: oh yeah uh you know we just I, i'd like to get it to where you know at least all the semifinals get a new light um you know all the finals get a new light uh and we had all them good squalors donated last year and all that stuff and it just just gonna try to do bigger and better
0: All right, Steve, I sure appreciate you sitting down with us. Uh, If anybody wants, has any questions about youth nationals, uh, they can email me at josh at joy dog food. Any help we can get as far as donations or or guides or judges or whatever, uh, we'll take all the help we can get to make this a good event for the kids. Joy will be there live streaming everything. Uh, We're going to give out hats, shirts, dog food. Uh, All that stuff will be there with the podcast and all that stuff. So, yeah, get a hold of me or Yant. Or Chris Freiberger or jed Finley, or whoever you can get a hold of and and uh pitch in because the future of the sport is going to be in kentucky paducah what in when is that june fourteenth Steve
1: uh yeah, I think that's when it starts yep. it starts on Wednesday that week and uh the kids have got three nights to qualify and uh just looking forward to it try to i don't know you get a little i get a little bit older and stuff you know i try to get back to the sport's been good to me
0: yeah i know we had a blast down there last year of course jace was winning so he was he, he was in a lot better mood than a lot of the kids but that helps <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh so, yeah and uh, it's man it's good to see you see those some of them kids you know they they probably never been to a bigger hunt they come off and you see them they come in they want it. you can tell when they walk through that back door it seems like all of them's in a good mood more better than us older people even if they lose but yeah you can you can tell those winners that glow they got on their face when they come through that back door
0: yep and that was credit to you guys for putting on the hunt you done a fantastic job last year and i'm looking forward to it again this year
1: oh yeah me too uh it's uh i don't know i hope we can do it for years to come
0: we will steve uh, if you need anything from me as always you know i'm here at your disposal and like i said anybody needs to help just get a hold of us but i appreciate you getting on here for uh tree dog tuesday steve we'll get together and we'll do a long podcast me and you finley we'll sit down and we'll talk about youth nationals here one of these days
1: yeah uh may do it this friday night if you're up at the missouri state hunt if you want to i'll be up there
0: yeah that would be a good Go good time and spot to do it
1: okay sounds good man looking forward to seeing you up here josh
0: all right i appreciate it, steve we'll talk to you soon thank you all right ladies and gentlemen that is mr steve yant on tree dog tuesday uh like i said check us out youth nationals is coming uh congratulations to him and eric on a very fantastic weekend last weekend at youth nationals as well so that that'll wrap up our tree dog tuesday and uh we thank you for listening